People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, what right that? You think you can fuck with something like this? Yeah, what you mean, something like this? Yeah, that's buff. Can I need to do that thing?
houd jou net een bykie fokken, ey. Holy fucking shit, hello, it is 9pm Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, July 23rd, 2014, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host, my name is Alexi Wasser, and just to quickly explain what the fuck Boy Crazy Radio is in a nutshell, well, thank you for asking, Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, all right? It's for anyone and everyone out there, yes. Even you, yes, you, you loser, everything's going to be okay right now because I'm going to serve as your big sister, the big sister you never even knew you wanted or needed, the cool big sister that your friends come over and stare at through a hole or crack in the door and jerk off to later when they go home to sleep. Yes, I'm that big sister. Isn't that awesome? I know. Guys, if any of the following descriptions sound familiar to you, then once again, know even more for sure that Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home. Are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, transgender, a cutter, a shit talker, a total fucking high school nerd who grabs the straps of your backpack that's covered in a whiteout and catches for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom, binge eating and picking at your face? Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or maybe just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral? This is that stupid thing you did to that party last weekend, all because you felt like you needed to be liked so you tried a little bit too hard. Well, I can totally relate. Let's talk about it. Are your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Well, get used to it because that's called real life 24-7. Anyway, is the guy or girl you like not responding to all of your text messages, all of your foot pokes, all of your retweets, or all of your Instagram likes? Huh. Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit, this is crazy. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. We got to talk about it. We got to get to the bottom of it. Here's what you need to do. You need to pick up your fucking smartphone and dial 646-378-0649. Once again, the number is 646-378-0649. I am here to give you a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast masquerading as a legitimate radio show. Let me just call it a radio show, okay, you guys? I mean, how dare you? Let me just call it that because that's what it is. It's available on iTunes. It's the wave of the future. The word podcast sucks. So does the word blog. I have both. How dare you? Let's just be friends and make everybody feel good. Thank you very much. Anyway, I've got lots of stuff to tell you. Uh, Once again, the telephone number is 646-378-0649. If I tell you one thing over and over again that you should actually listen to, it's to save that number in your smartphone. Or just your phone, because that number will serve you in the future. It'll serve you every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just call me. I'm your friend. I am here. All right. On a side note of a side note, the title of tonight's show, tonight's episode is called Frank Ocean's Guitar Tech is is an Asshole. All right? I was going to change it to Frank Ocean's Guitar Tech is a Total Asshole, but we'll get there. I'm going to tell you why I feel that way, what happened to me, uh, why that guy's a fucking asshole prick. If you know him, uh, you know, whatever. Inundate him with dirty looks. But before I get to the story of my week and things that I've learned about myself and things that might be able to help you and whatever, I'm going to get to the phone, phone line because that's what this is all about. That is what this is all about. You and me connecting and me giving you a hug virtually over the phone and the Internet. All right, area code 585. What's your name? How old are you and where are you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Chad out of New York State. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How old are you? Good. I'm 35. 
35, New York State. Tell me everything. What's happening? <laughs> well, actually, um, I just hit number two to listen to your show and hear what kind oh. of craziness you're going to talk, talk about. But uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you, I promise you that I'll hit one if I feel like the, that I need to say anything at all. Oh, my gosh. You accidentally got through to ask a question, but you don't really have a question. You're just going to listen? Yeah, I was, you know, I'm working, so I just, you know, I hit number two to listen to the show. Um, but usually right. I do have something to say. I just wanted to let you talk a little bit, and uh, then maybe I'll jump in and give you my two cents or ask a question. I am married, so maybe you have some okay. early advice for me. Maybe I do. Well, you know what, I will get back to you. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to mute you, put you on hold, and then I'll get back to you uh, regardless. So I might have a question for you. Uh, as a matter of fact. Well, here's what happened. This is what happened during my week. Uh, I, like I said before, and I will say it again unless it ends, but I don't think it's going to because things are going pretty great. I am in a relationship. I have a boyfriend. His name is Jeremiah. He's super cool. He's the best boyfriend in the entire world. It's pretty exciting. Uh, my, my opinion of him changes week to week based on my mood or my period or just my desire to fight for no reason. So uh, I feel really sorry for him sometimes. The majority of advice I get from my friends when I vent about my my issues with him are stop torturing him or just stop torturing him or leave him alone, stop torturing him. So anyway, um, everything's great. It's a miracle. I don't know what's wrong with me because I'm in a really good mood and I'm totally not causing any problems and uh, I'm, I'm whatever. So let's try to keep on this good track. So here's what happened. He's on tour. He's in a band because I date a band guy. So uh, so sue me. So sue me. Take me away. Lock me up and throw away the key. Okay, anyway, sorry. This is horrible. This is already going horribly, right? Okay. So because he's on tour and he goes out of town for like six weeks at a time, uh, you have to remember why you love one another. And you've got to, re- to reconnect. You've got to connect. You've got to have sex. He's got to put his private to my private so he can remember that we like each other or whatever. Um, so that's just what I did. I... Went to go visit him on tour, which is exciting because it makes me feel like I'm in the movie Almost Famous. Uh, if you have not seen it, I don't get you. I think you should. It's a pretty great movie. Anyway, uh, so I went to go to Seattle because he was playing a show in Seattle. Um, and I knew his mom was going to be there. And, you know, we've been dating for over a year and whatever. And I know his mom and I've met his family. And so I was thinking, oh, yeah, of course I want to go to his hometown show and hang out with his family if, if I have that opportunity. So I get to the LAX on Friday. And I'm very calculated with my trip. Uh, not only are they calculated in the sense where we, I don't want to let three weeks, we have a rule. We don't let three weeks go by without seeing one another because three weeks is too long. So three weeks is the cutoff. Wait, does that make sense? I think I said that wrong. Three weeks is the maximum time spent apart because by by three weeks, I'm like, I don't even remember what you look like anymore. Or who the fuck do you think you I, I'm fine. I'm practically single. I don't even know you. Who are you? Who is this? I've got to go. Goodbye. Anyway. So the time frame comes into play. Uh, so I, I, okay, I was like, he's playing in Seattle, and uh, you know, and it'll, it'll have been three weeks. That's perfect. It's a Friday. I can, I can take a Friday, leave Saturday, be away on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and come back early Monday morning. And that way, I'm taking myself seriously as a human being, and I'm not just fucking getting on a tour bus and following him around and kind of losing sight of my life. Because that's very important in relationships. Whether your boyfriend's in a band or whatever the fuck he does, if he travels or whatever, no matter what he does, it's very important because in a million different ways, when you're a girl, and, and maybe even a guy, but this is, I think this mainly happens to girls, we get sucked in and we kind of like lose ourselves and we just start like 
you know, we, we, we put our goals to the wayside or we don't finish our work and we kind of stop hanging out with our friends and we, we kind of, I don't know, we flake out on our friends just to hang out with our boyfriends. So it's very important for me to make sure I, I have boundaries and I, and I take care of myself. So I was like, perfect, I'll go away for this, like, quick four-day four day romp. So I get to LAX on a Friday morning. I'm about to, you know, I'm supposed to board at 9.40 in the morning. The only weekday I'm going to be missing is a Friday. Fine. I booked out with the people that I have to book out with, uh, whatever, with the people that are sometimes in charge of my life, whatever. Anyway, I get there. I'm supposed to board at 9.40. I'm kind of running late. This is very unlike me. I'm freaking out. I can't believe it. I parked my car at, a, at an airport, not a Wally Park, some weird airport parking lot. I'm taking a shuttle to get to the air, my, to LAX. I'm panicking. I get to the airport. It's a miracle. I can't believe it. And then my flight is delayed for five hours. So I'm already doing a quick trip to have sex with my boyfriend, and I've lost five hours at, at the airport. Something happened, some kind of fuel valve, something or whatever. whatever. We're alive. It's good. It keeps us safe. It's better to get on a plane that's fixed and not fucked up. And there's already the Malaysian airplane disaster debacle, horrible feeling that happened right the day before. So, you know, already scary to be getting on an airplane in general, no matter what airline you're on. So five-hour layover, I had a great attitude about it, actually, because I was with the wife of one of the other, you know, I was with one of the other girlfriends of the other band guys, and she's a lovely delight. She's very cool and stylish and slender and cool and wonderful, and I like her, which is great. So we just hung out at the airport and talked and uh, felt very comfortable and being silent together or talking, which is a nice feeling uh, between friends. So, and I didn't even get bummed on it. I was like, oh, I was kind of annoyed, but, you know, finally we got on the plane. I got to Seattle. Saw the boyfriend. We had sex four times. We actually had sex four times every single day of my visit, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Seattle show was great. Hung out with the family, blah, blah, blah. Yakety, schnackety. We drove to Vancouver uh, the next day. Never, I'd never been to Vancouver. It was really pretty. Uh, I can't wait to go back. Congratulations, Canada and Vancouver. You're doing great. You know what you're, you know, you know what you're doing. Oh, my God. Vancouver is gorgeous. Anyway, um, oh, and Kim Nordwind who's in a band called OK Go, he's been a guest on Boy Crazy Radio, as has Jeremiah. They've both been guests of uh, Boy Crazy Radio, Boy Crazy Radio alumni, if you will. And he was playing in, in Seattle the same night as Modest Mouth, and he was also playing in, uh, in Vancouver when I had a day off in Vancouver, but we didn't end up making it to the show. That was a bummer, but whatever. What can you do? Life is crazy. Uh, hashtag I don't know. I'm sorry. That was horrible. I'm going to go punch myself in the stomach. So anyway... We stay over in, in Vancouver for a night. The next day, we drive to this place called Pemberton. There's a, there's a music festival going on in Pemberton. It was beautiful. It was all, like, just trees and water, and it was awesome, and, and the, the show was great, and I got to sit behind the drum kit while the show was happening, and I felt like I was, like, you know, the drum tech or something for the show. Whatever. It was very exciting for me. Um, I think it's foreplay to watch my drummer boyfriend drum, uh, and I also caught a maraca. I went flying. I feel like, and I handed it to the drum tech, so I felt like I helped. So anyway, the show, I've got to take a shuttle from the Pemberton Musical Festival, musical festival? From the Pemberton Music Fest on Sunday night at 11 p.m. and take a three-hour drive, shuttle ride, back to Vancouver on my own and stay at a Hilton by the airport in Vancouver and then get on a flight at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. So the Modest Mouse is finished. I get to hang out for a while and have a few drinks. 
my boyfriend and I decide to go to the backstage area, every band has a dressing room. And the dressing rooms are yurts. So it looks like you're glamping. They look like, I don't know what a yurt is, but if you can, if you do, Google it, imagine it. I have a photo on my Instagram of me sitting outside of one called a yurt, Y-U-R-T. My Instagram info is at I'm boy crazy, the letter I, the letter M, B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. And that will show you what, what yurt I am talking about. So we go, fuck, okay. It's like 9 p.m., 9.30. You got to get out of here by 11. Set your alarm clock. This sucks. You should keep going. You should you should stay with me. You should go to Calgary. And I wanted to, but I also felt like, fuck, I don't want to go to Calgary. I don't want to be that girl. I've got to have my boundaries and get back to L.A. and focus back on my life and take care of myself on Monday morning. So we go to the yurt. Nobody's in there. We get naked. We're having sex. The door is locked. All of a sudden, there's a key being put in the door, and two guys are walking in. They walk in. The door's open. They're just like, I don't really see them, but their mouths are open. I'm panicking. My boyfriend's naked. His dick is out. He's like, ah! and I'm freaking out. I'm covering my privates, uh, you know, and and, uh, and then I, like, get behind the door, and I just kind of basically slam the dude's, somebody's hand in the door and, like, get out, get out. The alarm goes off. It's five minutes to 11. I've got to run to the shuttle center, the artist shuttle area, whatever. To, to Jeremiah, my boyfriend, whatever you want to fucking call him. And I go, I can't believe that. Who the fuck was that? I let you lock the door. And he's like, I did lock the door. And I was like, oh, God, oh, my God, thank God I didn't know who that was. And he went, what do you mean? That was my tour manager. So now the tour manager who I love and put on a pedestal and idolize, he's like this, you know, soft-spoken but tough and handsome, uh, you know, spirit guide that I totally adore, he's now – possibly seen me naked or potentially 100% seen me, you know, just naked or sexy-like or whatever, and he's seen it, whatever. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, get my clothes on. We're running out to the artist center, and, I'm, and then we run into the tour manager, and I go, say it ain't so, say it ain't so. I can't believe this. What the fuck? I'm going to kill myself. Did you fuck? Did you Did you walk in on us? And he smiles real big, and he went, Yep, that was me. I walked in on you and some, and some other, you know, I was with some other guy where they had to check the, the backstage area to make sure everybody had their stuff out of there. And and, uh, and I went, oh, my God, did you see me naked? And he goes, oh, I didn't really see you. It was kind of a blur. And I said, well, did I look beautiful? And he went, you look beautiful. And I went, well, did you see Jeremiah's dick? And he went, I definitely did see Jeremiah's dick. And he smiled really big because he thought that was hilarious. And then we all thought, this is great. It's like we bonded. So it's amazing. So we had a, we had a rock and roll moment of uh, intense sex and yurt where we got walked in on by the tour manager. So now, you know, if and when I get married to, uh, to Jeremiah, he will have to give, us, give me away or, uh, or officiate the wedding, whatever. So that's cool. We bonded there. I run over to take the shuttle at 11 o'clock, and the lady there running the artist shuttles back to Vancouver, which is a three-hour drive, as I already said, she goes, oh, Alexi and Jeremiah, it's okay. We know you guys want to spend more time together. We have another shuttle going out with the Frank Ocean crew because Frank Ocean headlined the festival, or he's one of the headliners. You can leave in the Frank Ocean shuttle at 1.30 in the morning. So, you know, I've already lost five hours on my initial delay trying to get to Seattle to be with, you know, my, my person, my, with, with, uh, with, with the guy I'm, I'm, in, I'm in love with and having sex with. So I'm thinking, okay, 11, 12, 1, this is great. I get, yeah, I get two and a half more hours with the guy maybe we can have more sex which we did we had you know whatever we found a place we couldn't go back to the years the year it was now off limits but uh so that was exciting so 
finally, it's 1.30 in the morning. I get onto the Frank Ocean bus or the Frank Ocean, uh, Frank Ocean bus, and Jeremiah sits with me. And I'm all the way in the back of the bus, and I'm waiting for the crew guys or everybody, whoever's going to be on it. I was hoping that Frank Ocean would be on it. I was very excited. I was hoping, like, I, I, was, I was hoping to rub, rub in, into my boyfriend's face the, the possibility of me riding back in a shuttle for three hours with, like, the most attractive band, band people who played at, at the festival. I thought maybe Justice would be on there or, uh, I, don't know, I don't know, whoever else was, was cool that day. But it was just the crew guys from Frank Ocean. So I get on the bus. Um, Jeremiah stays with me. All the crew guys get on, and one crew guy walks on, and he says, he looks right at Jeremiah and says, oh, you're my lover. I know you. You're my lover. And I'm thinking, is this guy fucking with us? Or does Jeremiah and this guy know each other for real? Like, what? Is this funny? And Jeremiah just smiles and says, no, I don't know him, but with a smiling, it's a, it's a long night. It's 1.30 in the morning. But, you know, he's just being silly or whatever. It's not really funny, but whatever. Who is this guy? But whatever. So everybody gets on the bus. Jeremiah is wearing a hat because he bought a hat on tour. And uh, I'm very self-conscious of wearing hats, but I actually did wear the hat at one point during during my visit. And it was adorable, and it looked even more adorable on him. I also have a photo of me in the hat on my Instagram account if you want to put images with the story, unless you're making it for your own images, which I appreciate because that's called uh, imagination. Anyway... So immediately Jeremiah is getting off the bus, and, uh, you know, I've been with him for a year and a half. I have, like, a promise ring on my wedding finger. You know, we're not married, but we're in a serious relationship. Uh, and he's so kind and thoughtful, and all the Modest Mouse guys are the most kind, thoughtful. You know, you would never expect a band. You know, it's everything you don't expect a band to be. They're just very feeling, kind, thoughtful, considerate, nice guys. So Jeremiah is walking off the bus, and he's wearing his hat. And he goes, you know, take good care of her. And, and, you know, he tells the driver, like, you guys are going to the, the Hilton Airport in Vancouver. And, okay, um, bye. And, you know, we have goodbye to each other. And I make a joke. When Jeremiah leaves the bus, I look out the window and I put my hand on the window. It's really dark and everybody's tipsy. And I sure as hell am tipsy. You know, it's been a great day and I'm in a great mood. And I just go, wait, come back. I love you. Don't leave me here. Don't leave me here. Help. I love you. And I think that's just a silly joke. But then the guy in front of me, whose face I can't see, says, really serious and like a total dick. He goes, we're not terrorists. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just totally kidding. I'm just kidding. I just love him and I miss him already. And I know you're not terrorists. I'm totally totally just joking. And, of course, I, I know. So then we start taking off. We start driving away on our three-hour journey. And the guy who made the initial joke, this bleach blonde guy who made, uh, with a black streak in his hair, who had said to Jeremiah initially upon arriving, you know, getting on the bus, entering the bus, who had said, you're my lover, he comes over to my seat and he sits in the spare seat next to me and the empty seat next to me and he puts his arm around me and he goes, we're going to make out right now. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm getting like this weird rape victim mentality where it's like, Oh, okay, like, surely everybody's good in the world, and he wouldn't do anything if I didn't deserve it. Like, you know, I'm just starting to have these weird thoughts, like, like, oh, this is okay. Like, what this, he's just roughhousing. This is funny. So I just kind of, like, laugh it off, assuming that everybody is good in the world. And I'm just a bit confused. I don't really know that he's a dick completely yet, even though it's totally uncalled for. He puts his arm around me. He's like, 
I'm going to make out with you. We're going to make out right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, no. Anyway, and he, like, takes his arm around off, off of me finally. And I say, you know, like, oh, okay, so um, I go, hi, what's your name? I don't even remember his name. Like, and uh, and I say, oh, what do, you, what do you do on the tour? You work for Frank Ocean? He goes, yeah, I'm the guitar tech. I live in Whittier. And I go, okay, I'm, I'm Alexi. You know, that's my, my you know, just, and he goes, he's just sitting there. He's just really gruff, and he's sitting too close, and he, he doesn't even know me. He just put his arm around me, and he's sitting really close, and everybody on the bus, there's plenty of room. Everybody has the seat they're sitting in and a spare seat next to them. And I'm the only girl on the bus, and these are all guys I don't know. And and then, uh, you know, we're talking for a moment, and he goes, you know, this is a Frank Ocean bus. This is not, you know, you're not supposed to be on it. And I went, oh, okay, well. And he said this actually after I said, I went, well, I started to get even more creeped out. I should have been way more creeped out from the initial get-go when he uh, put his arm around me and said he was going to make out. And he made fun of Jeremiah and said, if anybody's a terrorist, it's that guy. Anybody, Any guy who wears that kind of hat should be blah, blah, blah. And started talking shit about Jeremiah. And then I got completely defensive and said, hey, he's the best guy in the entire world. And he just got that hat, and it looks great. Like I'm, like, tipsy and defensive of my boyfriend, who I love because he's a saint. And uh, who the fuck is this weird dude? Anyway, um, you know, and after he made fun of his hat, that's when he came over and put his arm around me. And then, so he's just sitting there now, and, and the conversation is done. And I say, well, you know, it's like it's 2.30 in the morning, and I'm just going to – I'm just going to go to sleep. I don't mean to be rude, but I think, I think I'm just going to fall asleep on this chair. So, you know, you know, is it okay if you go back to your seat or, you know, or can you go back to your seat? And he goes, no, no, this is a Frank Ocean bus. Like you're not, you're not even supposed to be on this bus. And I went, well, what? I thought this is, this is the festival shuttle to the, uh, to the hotel. And he went, no, it's the Frank Ocean bus. You're not supposed to be on it. And like, and then he muttered about a few other things. I really know about why I'm not supposed to be on there, and how my boyfriend left me, and all this stuff. Was so confused and didn't know what the fuck was about to happen next because none of the other guys said anything. We, you could, they could totally hear what I was saying. They could totally hear the interaction that was going on between between me and this guy. And none of them jumped in and said, "Leave her alone," or "Hey, just go back to your seat." And so I, I said, you know, I don't really know what's going on. I. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. I don't know anyone on this shuttle. I'm not getting the joke. I just want to go to sleep. I'm so exhausted. Like, can you just go back to your seat? No, I'm not going back to my seat. And I thought, I don't understand. We just go back to your seat, please? Like, are you joking? I'm not joking. I'm not going back to my seat. And he's, like, sitting really close to me. So I just put, I, I just burst into tears. I just, like, I just felt so frustrated and kind of scared and just felt, like, confused. And, oh, my God, I'm just supposed to, like, you know, be on this thing for two hours with these people now. And he still wouldn't move. And I said, excuse me, can't somebody help or anything? Will somebody chime in, please? And finally, one guy, one faceless guy, I don't know who it was, said, hey, man, give her a space. And then the fucking dude begrudgingly got up out of his seat and went back to his seat. And I just, like, sat there, like, kind of silently crying to myself because I didn't want anybody to hear me cry. I was self-conscious. I'm the only girl on the bus. I felt completely like, what the fuck just happened? Like, did I ask for this? Because I made a joke saying, don't leave me to my boyfriend. Did that, did that mean I was supposed to? Did I deserve some dude to come treat me that way? Uh, and also, why the fuck wouldn't anybody say, like, leave her alone? Anyway, it was, it was horrible. I finally, we finally got to the, the, the hotel. 
And the guy wrote, you know, the guy was in the elevator with me when I wrote up, like, not because I wanted him to be, but he ended up coming into the elevator as I was riding up to my hotel room. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, this fucking creep. But I, I couldn't, here's what I, I was really shocked to, to realize is that for, you know, for a moment, I, I really did think everybody's great. So if somebody treats me badly or, or treats me in a way like this guy treated me, and I lucked out. Like, luckily, he, he sat down. He went back to his seat. He, he totally fucking creepy and was totally out of line that was not cool and the other guys were like really unhelpful but at least that's as far as it went and I, I just realized okay I'm not never going to put myself in a situation like this where I'm with a bunch of strangers I'm just going to stick with my boyfriend go to the airport when I'm with him and, and not get on any weird like three hour shuttle rides with a bunch of strangers because a lot of men are fucked not all of them but people can be fucked and creepy and scary and treat women a certain way like what because I'm a girl, like I made a joke about watching the movie Almost Famous, because I love this movie and it's whatever, it's what you imagine, you know, the 70s to be like, you know, following around bands and groupies and it seems so glamorous and whatever. But the reality of the situation is, and I said this last week when I said I went to my doctor and I told my doctor that I would be going to go seeing, you know, flying to Seattle to go see a band play. And I told him that my boyfriend's in a band and he, he said, oh, does that make you a groupie? Now, he's just a nerd and doesn't know what he's talking about. But to make it more extreme... Did this dude on this shuttle treat me that way? Because just because I'm a girl, I'm and I and there and there were bands playing. I'm some fucking slut, skag, like piece of shit. And you can treat girls like that. And do all these guys think to, think it's okay to just let some fucking loudmouth tour like fucking uh, crew guy just treat some girl like that? I just it was, just, it was like fucking bizarre, and I just couldn't believe that my mind mind frame went into this kind of rape mentality way of thinking where it's like, I guess I deserved it. What did I do? It was probably my fault. Oh, my God, I shouldn't have made that joke. But the reality of the situation is I didn't do anything wrong, and we have to be careful. And if that situation was actually way worse, I mean, it could have been completely way worse. It was was shitty, but it was more about the lesson. And so, you know, it just goes back to, like, watch out. Like, a lesson to all girls for, like, guys can be creeps. The world is fucked. You have to be careful. You got to cover your drink when you go out to a bar because you don't know who's going to fucking root you. You got to make sure you're not in situations where you, where you're, uh, you know, have no control over the situation, and you're alone. And anyway, whatever. So that was just, and that, but that didn't ruin my trip. I actually had a fantastic trip. But that's, you know, I started off with the delay at the airport, and I ended with that moment. But everything in between was magical, and I'm going to only focus on that now that that story is over. Anyway, I see that people were calling, but I fucking blabbed so long. But here's what happens when, uh, when you call in a boy crazy radio. When you call in a boy crazy radio, I see that you call, and then I write down your telephone number, and then I call you back as if I'm some weird ex-girlfriend who's stalking you. So we're going to see what's going on. And also, you can always tweet me your question or concern or thought at I'm Boy Crazy on Twitter. Hello? Did you just call Boy Crazy Radio? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can stay until I get back from work. Hello? What's yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, no, we did call. We did call. I went, okay, I'm not, now I'm like stalking you like I'm a crazy ex-girlfriend. What were you calling about? Well, my friend had a question, and it sounds dumb, but he's actually very serious. Okay, I want to hear this dumb, serious question. Eduardo, go ahead. Ah. Uh. He got nervous and hung up. Are you serious? Well, where is he? 
Uh, I don't know. It means that war, though. <laughs> well, you tell me what he was going to ask. Uh, God, this is weird. He was going to ask, like, how should he try to get a blowjob tomorrow? With who? Does he know a girl, or he just wants to try to get some blowjob from anybody? He's going to try. Oh, he's calling back on phone now. Okay, well, you're going to talk from back. anyone. No, he's on now. Oh, Eduardo, tell me everything. Who, who do you know a girl that you want to get a blowjob from, or you just want to get a blowjob from any girl you can find, hopefully? I mean, both are pretty uh, reasonable options. Okay, well, let me get a few things straight. Hold on. Eduardo, how old are you? Um, 18. You're 18. Where are you, call- where are you calling from? Eden. Eden? Yeah, it's like a neighborhood out of Philadelphia. Okay. Now, do you have a crush on a girl? Not really. Not really. I mean, I think that this is just going going to go into, like, some weird rape territory. So I say, like, if you don't have a crush on a girl and you don't have your eyes set on a girl, I say just, like, get some lube or get some, like, cocoa butter at, at like, you know, Dwayne Reed or CVS or whatever drugstore is nearby and just, like, jerk off. I mean, I'm serious. Uh, we we uh, do this all the time. No, that's not an option. We do this all the time. We need a real person. Like, I mean, I don't know. How, how do you, people usually approach it for you? For me? I mean, I... Well, first of all, I've been in a serious relationship for, like, a year and a half, and... I don't just go out giving rogue blowjobs to, like, random dudes. Like, I'm either dating someone that I trust and I think it's cool or I know a friend of a friend or, like... Well, it's not random. It's more like I've I've met the person many times. Okay, what's her name? You don't have to say, but there is a girl? Yeah. Okay, so what you need to do is... Oh, God. You need to not roofie her or drug her. You need to be nice to her. You need to be respectful of <laughs> her. You need, to, you, need to make, you need to make out. And then uh, and there's a chance she won't give you a blowjob. Like, do you like this girl or do you just want a blowjob and then never talk to her again? Option number two. Never. Option number two. Oh, my God. I'll speak oh for you God. on that one. <laughs> Wait, what's that word of friend's name? Uh, Owen. Owen? Yeah. Okay, I want to name my cat Owen. Okay, whatever. Anyway, oh god, I don't know. I'm not you, you you have a mom. If you have a mom, and you have I a think we're being brutally. I think we're being brutally honest. But yeah, um, yeah. Come on, you've definitely had a moment though where you have met a guy and not for that long, and you've definitely done it. So like, or you've known friends. Yeah, and it just happened. Okay. Yeah, but that's but you can't force it. You just gotta trust that the girl likes giving blowjobs. Here's the deal: it's gotta start slow. You meet with you meet up with the girl, you hang out, you start making like let's say you like the girl, call her up, take her to a movie, start making out in the movie theater, go back to your house if you have a house where you can just where nobody's gonna be home. Um, you, you go back to the house, you make out. You have to be willing to go down on her too, because I don't you know. Do you go down on girls? Yeah. No problem. Do you are, are you are you good at it? Uh, I like to think I am. Well, me too. I hope you are. You sound like a beautiful beast on lips, both of you. I sound, I feel like both of you 
are one step away from, or two drinks away from making out with each other. And, and it's, not, it's not a sexy thing to me. Okay, I'm sure you have beautiful beasts on the list and huge privates, but here's the deal. Treat the girl with respect, even if that's all you want is a blowjob at the end of it. That's all good. Be a master, like, dater, lovemaking Lothario, okay? And, like, so at least if you're just never going to talk to her again, or at least if you're, if you don't want a relationship, let's, like, be a fucking smooth master. So at least when the girl gets had by you, at least she'll be like, Oh God! But you know it was worth it. You was so you so awesome at eating my pussy. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like you take her to yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, here's the deal. Or you invite her over to watch a movie at your house. Uh, you like ask her if she wants anything to drink, whether probably not alcohol, just like whatever. Just like or take her out to order a pizza. Invite her to the house. Make sure your parents are gone. Start making out while you're watching some movie because that's a perfect excuse. Like come over and watch a movie with me. You start making out. Your hand goes up her shirt. You take your shirt off. You start booby suckling. It would be cool if you could master lovemaking at such an early age, and you could like you should kiss her all over because this will get her very excited and in the mood to give you a blowjob. So what you do is you start suckling on her booby. Make sure you make sure you even out her body. See if it, you suck. I know you know this, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. You guys can jerk jerk off in separate rooms if you're on different phones. But okay, so you 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 suck on her left nipple. You suckle on her right nipple, then you kiss down the center of her stomach, then you kiss her right inner thigh and her left inner thigh, and then you tease her and you start fucking licking your foot. And then you can always, after you go down on her, don't try to end it. Do it for a while so she's, like, totally freaking out and dying and wants you to fuck her. And then what you do is you can always just, like, um, walk your dick up to her mouth, and you can always just, like, and gently, don't push it in like Terry Richardson would do it on some weird photo shoot or whatever. Like, be loving. Just because you want, just because you want a blowjob doesn't mean you have to be a rapist, okay? Like, so just be awesome. And then your word of mouth will travel, and people will be like, oh my God, you, wait, I don't know who I'm talking. To. Am I talking to Eduardo Owen? Uh, who am I talking to? Eduardo. Both of you. So, and and then and then if you do have sex, wear a condom because I have the feeling you guys are like inches away from getting herpes because like you're already this phone call is so uh, nah. like I would I would never her. go in without a condom. That is that is a no no. Yeah, but you know what? Every girl, I mean, I'm t- I talked to a lot of 15, 16, 17, and older year old, you know, girls, and the girls are the ones who are like, oh, it's okay, it's just, I don't care, just fuck me, just fuck me, and they're the ones who are, and you're, then your your dick's hard, you're really excited, you're a dude, your brain goes out the window, you're thinking with your dick, and all of a sudden your dick is like sliding into her vag with no condom. And then you all of a sudden have herpes at 18, your life is fucking ruined. And then people talk about that shit. So carry your condoms. I'm hoping you wear magnums or whatever the fuck you wear. I don't know what you wear. but You yeah. already know I wear magnums. <laughs> you already know. Oh, and, oh, and, and my pull-out game strong. What? Oh, what? What is the And my pull-out game strong. All right, I have a question, though. Say what? you don't have access a room or the movie. Say, say the girl just wants to hang out at a party. Like, how do you approach that? Well, you go into a bedroom at the party and you lock the door, and then you take the chance of getting walked in on. Or this is the thing about young boys. You're 18, both of you. Yeah. yeah. This is why girls who are teenage girls in high school date college dudes or older men in their like 20s, because at least they have apartments. You know what I mean? Like, you need to sort this shit out. Like. You guys have to learn how to be like Ryan Gosling from that movie where well, whoever he plays in every movie. Where, what, is, what is that movie where he like teaches Steve Carell how to be like amazing or whatever? I don't oh, know. and then yeah, and then he's dating his daughter. Yeah, I forget what it's called. I, I've seen that. Yeah. though. I know what you're talking yeah. about. So, so you need you need to just be stealth and confident and sure of yourself, and also 
nice to the girls you're wooing. And then, you know, even if you don't love them, just be nice to them because you have you either have sisters or you have a mom or, like, you know, women are awesome. Women have make babies. We're amazing. So just be nice, okay? Like, whatever. They're probably using you, too. You're not just using them. People want to have, you know, you guys are hormonal. You want to fuck. Here's what you do. If you're at the party, you just walk around and take her by the hand and you lead her through and you go, let's find a, let's find a room. And you find a room. Or you suss it out beforehand. But it's fun. It becomes part of the foreplay if you guys are like, hey, I want to be alone with you. Like, let's go, let's go find a place. Don't be like, I want to get you to give me a blowjob. I'm going to, let's find a room. You have to be like, hey, I want to be alone with you. Or let's go find a spot or something. Like, I just want to, like, I want to be alone for a moment or for a second or something. Because that's sexy. And then the girls are like, wow, he's so, he's so mature. He's so romantic. Because girls want to buy into romance. And I think guys do too, but, you know, not always. Because you guys are young and you want to get fucked and you want to come and you want to come in a girl's mouth or I don't know what you want to do, but... Like, huh. you already know. If I, can, uh, <laughs> if, if I can do, if I if I can do anything, it's like I would love to make the guys listening. I mean, you guys, like guys like you who are calling. I would love to like make you into awesome love love maker. Whatever. I don't I can't even say that without vomiting. Okay, it would just be cool if you could be like awesome at what you do and like be nice to the girl, go down on the girl, get the blowjob, kiss her all, all over her body, like. You know, just be like, it's like you're out of a French film. Like, be out of a French film. Be sexy about it. Let's just be like gross um, Americans, okay? I mean, when you and Jeremiah break up, you you could help me with that. You know what no. I mean? We're never breaking up. You want to know why? Because he, he'll go down on a girl even if she's having her period. That's how fucking nasty he is. He, oh, God. Okay, yeah, he, he got that, yeah. Yeah, he's a master. He's a, he's a master going down on girls. Uh, he's got a great private... <laughs> And uh, and he does all the shit that I'm trying to tell you guys to do, like you kiss a girl all over the butt. Not, that's not my. It's, this is his business. I'm not allowed to be talking about his business, but whatever. But like, yeah, you, you want to be that guy. Every guy should want to be their own version of Jeremiah. Hmm. And here's the thing. I'll have to keep that in mind. What'd you say? I said I'll have to keep that in mind. But also, here's the thing. If I know you want to like hang out with a bunch of girls and you just want to blow a job and stuff, but if you start dating a girl maybe for a few months, the cool thing is you guys can just fuck all the time. And, like, if you find a girl that's cool that you like hanging out with and, like, you know, you like how she smells and she's cool and she's not, you know, like, and you feel proud, like, walking down the halls with her or whatever you're doing. I don't know if you're in high school still. But at least you could get really good. The cool thing about being in a relationship, and I've, I've, I've not even been in very many relationships. I've been in a five-year relationship and I've been in, like, this relationship for, like, a year and a half. But the thing I learned from all my friends who are in long-term relationships and all these awesome guys that I've met who have always been in long-term relationships, they're experts at sex because they've had one person to just, like, do everything with and explore the girl's body and figure everything out. And then they're like, oh, fuck. They're, like, amazing. It's crazy. So think about that. But good luck with your blowjob. And just don't don't rape anybody or roofie anyone or be mean to anyone and be like, bitch, give me a blow. Like, just be cool. Like, it's the woman we're dealing with, okay? They're, like, special things. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Good luck. Let me know if you get your blows up next week. Oh God, I hope I hope everything's gonna be okay. Um, area code eight one eight. Hello, mom. Did you say mommy? Hello, mommy. I said I'm, I said I said am I on? You're so on. Tell Hello. me everything. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? What's up? Hey, I'm a Chad, nineteen, calling from Los Angeles. Los Angeles, Chad. What's going on? Um, 
nothing too complicated. Basically, uh, I'll give you a little short backstory. A few nights ago, I was with a friend, and uh, I saw this girl that uh, I used to go to high school with. She's a couple years older than me, so um, but I didn't get a chance to talk to her because um, she was like, rushing off somewhere. We just kind of waved in passing, and uh, so I went, went <laughs> found her on Facebook, struck up a little conversation, and I ended up asking her out. And um, she said, yeah, but um, unfortunately, we couldn't go out this week because her, like, um, family's coming in town for one reason or another, so she has, like, family obligations this whole week. And um, which kind of leaves me hanging because I'm not really one who likes to, you know, get to know someone through, like, text messaging or anything. I'm not, like, too comfortable with it. So I don't know, like, should I, like, text her at some point throughout the week just to, like, like, I don't know, keep her interest, or should I just wait until maybe, like, towards the end of the week when I'm ready to ask her if she wants to go out next week? What would you suggest? Okay, well, well, first of all, this is awesome that you found her, you Facebooked her, you started getting a thing going. Now, what did she say about when's her family gone? Because I'm, like, confused. I don't know if she's bringing you along because she doesn't want to hang out or if it's just her family's really in town. Like, wait, so no, 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 no. When, did she no. say, when did she say they're going? This is, uh, I believe, Wednesday now? Yeah. This is uh, Sunday night and we're messaging. I asked her out and she said, yeah, just that this isn't a good week because her she has, like, uh, extended family coming in town. Just for the week, though. So she said next week she'd be down to do something. So what about, what, does that leave Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off limits, you know? Um, I'm, I'm assuming so. So how about you do this? Why don't Friday, yeah. why don't Friday you text her or call her, but maybe do you feel too desperate if you call her because you're 19 years old and you feel like just like you, you can't call because it's too intense? No, I'm down for a phone call. I have no problem with a phone call. Me too. I have no problem with a phone call. Okay, so how about you call her on Friday and you go, hey, right. I know your family's still in town. I just want to make plans to figure out my week. Like, do you want to hang out and do you want to, like, and then just make a plan, whether it's for Monday or Tuesday, like, you know what I mean? When do you want to see her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, I mean, soon as possible, like, so probably, like, earlier on in the week, because I don't like to, like, I don't like to wait too long, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather do it while it's still fresh and while there's still the excitement of me having to ask her out. This is so awesome. Okay, yeah, so just call her on Friday. Um, yeah. Yeah, call her on Friday and then make a plan for, like, Monday or Tuesday and just be, like, and actually have a plan ready to go and be, like, I'll pick you up, you know, let's go do this thing, and then take it from there, and then you have to call me on Wednesday and say if you ended up going out on Monday or Tuesday. I'm serious. All right. No doubt. <laughs> All right. Now, oh there's a second little obstacle. What? Yeah. No, go, go ahead. On. No, you go ahead. You go, you go first. No, no, no. I, I, thought, I thought that was it. I'm ready to hear more. What's happening? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. Why? Well, right. There's another little obstacle. Nothing, nothing, not too big of a deal. Basically, um, I live pretty much, like, downtown L.A., and um, I, I'm here for, like, college. So I don't really I don't I don't I don't drive. I typically take like Uber uh, car service or like Arthur Arthur Click Cab if I ever have to like really go anywhere that's not like walking distance or whatever. And um, she's like a few years older than me, so she's more like stable, like financially stable, I guess you could say. Um, so she like drives and everything. Now, would you suggest like I like meet her up at you know whatever place we choose, or you should I go like pick her up like what's the car service or how would you how would you how would you play that to me? I think 
that let her tell you, okay, I think you should say, hey, I'll pick you up in an, I'll pick you up, and then pick her up in an Uber, and just like, yeah. I don't know, ideal, and maybe that sounds too fancy or intense, but it's like, let's, let me show you this out. If I was running down, if I was running errands, saw you, 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 other, you found me. What did you say? I said, can you say that again? Something oh, about being fancy? Oh, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think what I, how I would feel. I don't know if that's too fancy or if that's awesome. Let me just think. If it were me and I saw you, and I was like, hey, Chad, and then you Facebooked me, and then I got excited, and we're going to make a plan. It's like a date that's going to happen, and something to look forward to, and then the day comes, and I say you should just offer to pick her up. Just, just like, that's the deal. You're going to pick her up, and then if she wants to meet you somewhere, and for whatever reason she feels comfortable and she's more comfortable doing that and she suggests that, then just go along with it. But initially you should offer, and you don't have to tell her you're going to pick her up in an Uber because that might make her go like, oh, no, I can drive. Don't worry. Just say, I'll pick you up, um, you know, whatever. And then and then pick her up downtown and have a plan of where you want to go. And where do you live? Do you live in the valley? Um, well, my, like, my, my parents live in the valley, but I'm in, uh, like, close to downtown for school. Oh, so she lives downtown also, and you live downtown? Well, she lives in the valley. Okay, so here's the deal. Yeah, you uh, you get an Uber, you go pick her up, you have a plan. What do you want to do with her? Besides get a blowjob, like, uh, like the last two guys. <laughs> wait, wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? I said, what do you want to do what? with her besides? But I said, what do you want to do with her besides get a blowjob, like the last two guys who just called into the show? And then I said, I'm uh. just kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, we'll see. We'll see if that's uh, the end result. Um, oh, I mean, I guess we could start off with uh, with dinner. Maybe. I mean, I kind of like. I I kind of rather be rather the date be in downtown just because like there's so much more to do down here. But yeah, definitely dinner would be a nice start. And then I guess we could see where the night takes us. I mean, I don't know her too well, so I don't really know what she's into. But I mean. There's definitely a few things you could do, but definitely dinner oh my, to start the night off. Yeah, there's there's the Ace Hotel, which is a little bit too intense. I feel like I feel like that's that place is like too trendy because it's like Maybe. too bustling. But you want to keep it. I mean, I don't know. At least for a first day, I like to keep it semi-casual. Yeah, just to, you know, you're so right. Just, yeah, just so that way there's not too much pressure um, on 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 you know either one of us. Yeah, so find the restaurant that you feel comfortable at, the one that you you know I'm sure you have it in the back of your mind. Pick her up in an Uber yeah. car. And then mm-hmm. have the date, walk around downtown. So you have the date, you eat dinner, you talk, you walk around. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to have a drink, if you're even allowed to, if you have a fake ID or whatever you want to do. If you're going to walk to a bar, you can always play ping pong or something at the right. standard hotel downtown. Whatever you want to do, you figure that out. And then at the end of the night, you should just call her an Uber from your, the application on your phone and then send her off on her way. That way you don't have to take, like, two Ubers, you know? Yeah, that's a little, that's a, that's a little bit much. Yeah, no, so yeah, that's perfect. Okay. You pick her you pick her up in an Uber and then right. and then you send her home in an Uber. But I mean that is a lot. You're nineteen years old. I mean, can you afford that? Yeah. Uh yeah. It shouldn't be a problem. It's just, oh, yeah, that's good. I like your attitude. That's perfect. So it's just that so that's awesome. And uh I feel good about it. Yeah, all you have to do is make sure you call her on Friday or Saturday to lock it down for Monday right. or Tuesday. And then you're good. And then call me on Wednesday and tell me if you ever hooked up. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, Alexi. You're welcome, Chad. Oh, my God, why, why are all these Chads calling tonight? I can't believe Earlier we had a Chad calling in who was 35 from New York State. Then we just had an amazing Chad from uh, from Los Angeles. I don't know what's going on. We have two dudes who are 
I don't know if they're in the same room or through a calling. Or I don't know if they're roommates, Eduardo and Owen. I don't know. They sound very sexy. I hope they're nice people. Too young for me. Too young for me. Or are they? Anyway, I'm in a relationship. How dare you? Um, listen, so now you know why Frank Ocean's guitar tech is a total asshole. And then also, on a side note, side note Frank Ocean performed at the, at the concert. Um, you think he's so... You'd think because he's, like, you know, gay or bisexual or whatever it is, that he would have way more uh, thoughtful uh, roadies and tech, tech and crew people on his, uh, on his show, on his tour. But apparently not. But here's what I heard. Here's some gossip. I heard that right before he was going to perform at the festival, he fired his entire band and he, and he performed to a backing track, which is what happened. When I saw the show happening, it was just him on stage with a microphone no band whatsoever, just him performing to a backing track. So maybe the tech and the crew people were all drunk and wasted and upset because they had just gotten fired. Um, so there's that to think about as well. Anyway, feel free to tweet me your question or your concern, your problem. We're going to end the show in, uh, in about 10 minutes. So if you've got anything you want to get off your chest, a thought, a concern, if you're uh, anorexic, bulimic, a cutter, you don't like your thighs, you're eating a lot, you don't like your skin, you're worried that people are ignoring you, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm talking about, hormonal stuff. If you had sex with someone and think you have a yeast infection or a bacterial infection or AIDS or chlamydia or gonorrhea or herpes or a cold sore on your face, just call me and let's fucking talk about it. Um, oh, and another thing, if you can't call into the live show, you can always email me your question at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com and I will read your letters. Sometimes I get to them, sometimes I don't, but... But you, I will read your letter on the, on, the, on the air on an episode of Boy Crazy Radio, and I'll answer your question and uh, respond to your dilemma on the show. So there you have that. Let me read this one. Here's one from Jackie. Alexi, I need some advice. I was thinking about writing you this, and then I visited your blog and read your entry on feeling satisfied. It completely resonated with me. I also read your entry on being alone, and I found it comforting. I'm not sure if that has any bearings on my issue that I need advice with, um, that I found that I am alone no matter what. Wait, what? I'm not sure if this has any bearing on, on my issue that I need advice with, that I found that I am alone no matter what. Anyway, I have been with my boyfriend for five years, not counting the one year we were broken up. After I broke up with him about six months later, I thought I made a mistake, and it took another six months to get into a committed relationship with each other again. I thought that was it, and he was the one. After about six months of our new relationship, I started having doubts again, and now I'm at a point where I feel like I don't want to be with him. I love him, but I don't think I'm in love with him. I'm so scared that this is possibly what happens when you're in a long-term relationship, that it will happen in every relationship that I'm in. I'm afraid that I'm confusing falling out of love with someone with the staleness of a long-term relationship. I'm afraid I'm not working hard enough to get the romance back into our relationship, even though I feel like I try really hard. I'm going to break down my combating thoughts on this for you and ultimately me as to why I may or may not be in love. Out of love, the list. Number one, I do not want to have sex with him, but I'm desperately wanting to have sex. I often think about having sex with one of our mutual friends. I think if given the opportunity, I would cheat even though I have moral qualms about it. This is causing me a lot of internal guilt and struggle. Number two, I want to move and have an adventure and he does not. This is not a priority to him, and he wants to stay where we are now for the next couple of years. I want opportunities and doors to be open. I want to be young. I'm 26 and not to be tied down to one place. Number three, if he asked me to marry him today, I would say no, even though, even, 
even though getting married is something I eventually want in my life. Number four, we often get in fights and we do not have good communication skills with each other. Sometimes these arguments get really intense and he has hit himself in the past and put holes in the wall and screamed in my face. And I feel that if I make him that mad, we are not healthy together. He has promised to work on this, but I doubt him. Number five, I am often annoyed by him. Just him coming home from work. I know this is completely something on my end, and I feel really guilty about it. The thought of living on my own excites me, and the new experiences that will come with it excite me. Now, here's the list as to why I'm in love. Number one, he is thoughtful and sweet and cares for me and does what he can to make a nice home for us. That is something important to me. We've made a home together, and it's not something I can easily let go of. Number two, he takes pride in where he lives and the work he does. He can build, create anything he wants, and that's attractive to me. Number three, he is outgoing and well-liked by the community we live in. Again, another quality attractive to me. Number four, we laugh together and make each other laugh often. Number five, physically I'm attracted to him, although like I said above, I've lost interest in having sex, so I'm very confused. Number six, I love his family and I think of them as my family. Number seven, I do not want to, I, I do not want to be in a fully committed relationship. Oh, sorry. Number seven, I do want to be in a fully committed relationship. Perhaps what I'm feeling comes with the territory. Oh, Lexi, I don't know what any of this means. I'm afraid I'm missing out on life and new experiences. But at the same time, afraid I'm going to realize what I was searching for was always what he was providing. I thought I found that out when we first broke up, but now I'm second-guessing myself big time. I want to feel confident in my relationship. I want to feel like when I have to fight, uh, I want to feel like, when I have to fight to keep a relationship flowing and romantic. Um, I want to feel like when I have to fight to keep a relationship flowing and romantic, that has to happen. I know it does. No relationship is perfect. You have to work on it. I want to feel like I'm fighting the good fight and fighting for what I really want, but I'm not feeling that right now. I feel like I'm wasting time because I'm too comfortable and confused. Alexi, I'm hoping I don't sound like a whiny asshole who has her answer right in front of her. I feel like my choice should be obvious, but I feel so lost. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I really love your blogs and videos. I relate to a lot of your posts. That's why I thought you could point me in the right direction. Sincerely, Jackie. Jackie, first of all, thank you very much for confiding in me and uh, sending me that, that letter. Here is my response. You're 26 years old. I assume he's the same age. I can totally relate to what you're saying because I was in a relationship for five years with a guy when I, and I, God, you know, I was in that for five years and we ended when I was 26. And it's not that I didn't love him. It was really passionate. We had great sex even up until the end. I cheated on him because I was like, I, I was, I was so angry at him and I wanted to believe that I could be loved by someone else and I kind of fell in love with someone else because I was growing in a different direction and I met someone who's, who was also going in the same direction I was and felt closer and like I had bonded with this other person. Anyway, but the point is, 26, you're hormonal, you're young. doesn't mean you don't love this person, but that's a long time to be with someone, five or six years. And like, yeah, you want to grow and you want to change and you are growing up and you're becoming an adult and you have all these thoughts and feelings and things you want to do and you just said he doesn't want to move and you want to and you're feeling stale and stagnant. For whatever reason, the first time you broke up, you you know, that's how you felt. Intuitively, that's what you felt you needed to do. And then you got scared and you missed him and you wanted to get back together. But I think that your doubt now is because you're feeling the same way you did before and you didn't just trust your intuition that you were on the right path the first time. Now, here's the thing. Whether you stay with him or don't stay with him, 
you're always going to be okay. I have a feeling, though, if you do stay with him, you'd be miserable because you're sounding very bummed and you're scared to leave because you're afraid it's going to happen in the next relationship. Well, so what if it does happen in the next relationship? It's okay if it happens in the next relationship. You'll try something new. You'll have exciting, new, fun experiences, and maybe that will come to an end also. But that's okay because you will have had a new batch of experiences with a new person growing in the same direction you are, and then you'll outgrow that person. You know, it's like, it's okay. It's okay if this happens in every relationship. You know, like things bloom and then they die, and then it happens again and again and again. And then maybe when you're in your 30s, you know, you're not ready. You're 26. I don't know what your what your deal is or what you want exactly. Yes, I know you said you want to get married. Maybe you want to have a kid or whatever. But, I mean, maybe you want to do that when you're in your 30s or your mid-30s, your late 30s. And it's like you try people on for size. You outgrow them. The love kind of like dies. Your heart closes. I'm sure you care about this person and you, and you like, think of them as, like, a brother or a friend or, you know, you care for him. Of course you do. That's why this is confusing. And it's scary, the idea of setting off on your own and, like, not being with him anymore. It's a scary thing. But you're always going to be okay. If you break up with him and you're single, you're always going to be okay. You have your friends. You have your family. You have books. You have baths. You have movies to watch and masturbating to do and new dates to go on and and no dates to go on. It's okay to write and be alone. You're a great writer, by the way. I'm sorry I botched your beautiful letter by, by, you know, I didn't practice it. I was just, you know, just reading it for the first time. Maybe you should just be focusing on writing or your career or writing your goals of places you want to travel and places you want to move to and things you want to do and things you want to see and things you want to try and food you want to make and things you want to write and music you want to listen to and music you want to write or jobs you want to apply for and do. You know what I mean? Like, there's a ton of shit to do. Don't let people hold you back and don't you hold yourself back. Like, sure as hell, don't be the person who holds yourself back because that's, that's the scariest thing. Leaving him is, leaving a boyfriend you're with right now is way less scary than staying in a relationship that you're unhappy with because you're too scared to be alone, okay? So I hope you hear this. I'm going to write back to you and let you know that I addressed it on tonight's show. And uh, I've totally experienced everything you wrote about just now, and I know a million other girls and guys have felt the same way that you feel, but here's the deal. You're totally going to be okay. If you break up with him, you're so going to be okay. doesn't make you a bad person if you want to leave. It's life. This happens. You grow up. Your heart changes. Your heart closes. It opens to new things. Like, just know you're totally fine. And by the way, when I wrote that post on my website the other day about being alone, how you're always alone, yeah, I was. I, that's true, I suppose. But at the same time, my I was in a really bad mood. And I was, like, you know, writing that because I was, like, wallowing in a really bad mood. The truth is, though, you're actually never alone. You come on this planet alone. You come out of your mom's vagina or cesarean or stork or whatever the fuck. But, you know, you don't have to be alone. You have friends. You have family. You have new friends. You have old friends. You have yourself. You have a cat. You have a dog. You you meet strangers. You have conversations with old people that you meet at the supermarket. Like, if you reach out and you need someone's help, you'll be surprised at people who will help you and how kind people can be. So... That was me in a really bad mood, like really wanting to wallow in, in aloneness. I should uh, address that. But whatever, I'm addressing it here. So so I hope this uh, this is some help and it sheds some light in your situation and it'll make you figure out what you're going to do more easily or something. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up the show. 
I'm wrapping up the show. I'm going to be back uh, next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just go to boycrazyradio.com, and you will find me during the live show. And if you can't call me during the live show, you can always tweet me your questions at IamBoyCrazy. You can write me letters at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject big sis. And also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at IamBoyCrazy. And I am doing this thing where if you write me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, and in the subject line, you write bad news. All you have to do is tell me some kind of uncomfortable news that you want to deliver to a friend, whether whether you want to break up with someone or you have a problem with like problem with a coworker or a classmate or a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Whatever the uncomfortable news is that you want to deliver to them that you don't want to deliver yourself, I will do it for you in video form on Instagram. So write me the letter at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject bad news. I will make a little 15-second video on, on, on Instagram, and then I will write back to you and say, it's up. And you have the option of tagging your friend, or you can just show it to them on your... And, and, and if anything, it's never going to be mean. It'll be funny. It'll be light. Maybe it'll be harsh, but it won't be mean. And if anything, it will just start the conversation rolling. Either I'll deliver the news 100%, or at least it'll get you guys talking about whatever it is you need to talk about. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio. You can always download the uh, download Boy Crazy Radio episodes on uh, iTunes. Yeah, motherfucking iTunes. Pretty exciting. I know. Um, and you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you. Wait hmm, a minute. What the fuck? Hold on. Don't go. Don't go. I want to play this out with a song. That's not the song. All right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Could have been so much smoother, guys. I don't care what everyone else says about you, I said. I love you. Shabam. In the young. Yeah, S and a H and a A double B and a A R A can A S. Always the best. Fly the flag. Aesop mob. Always. Do the job. Flag the flag. Yeah, fly the flag. Lot of mercy. Fly the flag. People. See my name a little louder. Hello, my name. You can rip up the clouder. Three, three times for me on the clouder. Shabba, 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 shabba. Oh, man. Say a little, little louder. Hello, my name. You can rip up the clouder. Three, three times for me on the clouder. Shabba, shabba, shabba. Hey. Hello, my name. Come to my name. Call out my name. Call out my name. Now stop until it reach all of them. Everybody want Shabba not the same. People, hello, my name. Come to my name. Call out my name. Call out my name. Now stop until it reach all of them. Anytime me spread, me spread flame. I'm in them in need. Two cold places. Turn on the lever. In a believer. Come call the paper. Follow the procedure. Me no rocking butt. Follow the leader. Head that go jump off a fool them shoulder. Chop off them head with me cleaver. From Jamaica right back to Geneva. Shabba rank in a two cold places. Shabba rank. Shabba rank. Like Jesus do. Bring a rapper from the dead like Jesus do. Hit 
call them voters cause they eating dope. Yeah. I bust a rhyme and flip mode. Nigga, y'all, 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 eat your crew. Mother Pecan, Puerto Rican, be freaking the deacon. The hood poke, get good throat and seat in the sheet. She feeling my team, I actually, she feeling the weekend. Cause that nigga like shiggy. Hey, why you singing? <laughs> I'ma get the bread while I'm breathing. I'm the rookie of the year, you better believe it. I'll be barking like a cute, like a bird collegiate. Like a pedigree. Me and another plug at a quick trip. Y'all nigga had that made the money backflip. I'm trapping with accuracy. Accuracy. Go on my toilet like masterpiece. Lil' mama, she drunk off a decorate. Shabba ran my pinky finger, please. You mad cause she working at Mickey D. Your nigga on flexing like Hercules. You can take her to the movie and go watch the film. ASAP, front me a pelican. Link, link, link. That's my medicine. Quavo, old money, Sega Genesis. Take off, got tingo ring. Bling, bling, bling. bling. Try to take my ring, gun go bang. Cast out on a jeweler. Got a feeling like Martin Luther King. I had a dream, had a dream. I only sip if it with the beam, I extend in my clip. If I see the police, grab my chills and I deal. Twelve. my fingers, we fill in the rings. I still got that Hannah Montana in real. I feel like that Kisa K.O., that double AK 47, they aim at your lip. Look, nigga, get it straight. You can never fuck with my click, boy. I'll shit quick. Hit you with a drop kick, jaw. Bone break. You can see the way the clock tick, tock, tick. Funny rolling nigga, stop, bitch, boy. Bust round back up in the cockpit. Spit toxic. Always giving niggas hot shit, boy. Niggas see me shine until they fix, fix, fix. Any bitch really want to slob dick, boy. So much jury nigga looking priceless out here. A lot of rapper niggas looking lifeless out here. Kill them till they say a nigga trifling out here. And you can let them talk. You know who the nicest out here. Bite those pussy bits. I get lower when you hear the shot. Boss pussy. Every time I come, you know I body niggas fully. Godfather with it while I'm learning little rookie. And I'm digging in your shorty though a pussy kind of bushy. Fucking on a low Versace logo on a hoodie. Yeah. Get home, blow my nigga. Bam, bam, bam. Let it go. You already know what's really goody. Goody, goody. Killing shit like I'm some kind of cancer. Bag your bitch. Now she my private dancer. Uh-huh. I don't understand why niggas feel like they have to ask you. The God is when you know what's the answer. Uh-huh. Show cold shit till they be calling me strangler. Hundred million dollars safe behind the plasma. Okay. Proper with it till they spread and propaganda. Uh-huh. I went to tech talk and we pop your man up on my shot. Shabba ranks on my shot, shabba ranks, nigga, getting so much money, it's like I just robbed a bank, nigga. Shabba ranks, shabba ranks, eight gold rings like I'm shot, shabba ranks, four gold chains like I'm shot, shabba ranks, one gold two like I'm shot, shabba ranks. Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. 
Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for game. Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 through 1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by OG. Reward card requires online registration.